Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 11, Lines 1-207 through 207. Thus they in lowliest plight, repentance stood praying. For from the mercy seat above, prevenient grace descending had removed the stony from their hearts, and made new flesh regenerate grow instead. That sighs now breathed unutterable which the spirit of prayer inspired, and winged for heaven with speedier flight than loudest oratory. Yet their port not of mean suitors, nor important less seemed their petition, than when the ancient pair in fables old, less ancient yet than these, Deucalion and chaste Pyrrha, to restore the race of mankind drowned, before the shrine of Themis stood devout. To heaven their prayers flew up, nor missed the way, by envious winds blown, vagabond or frustrate. In they passed dimensionless through heavenly doors, then clad with incense, where the golden altar fumed, by their great intercessor came in sight before the Father's throne, them the glad Son presenting, thus to intercede began. See, Father, what first fruits on earth are sprung from thy implanted grace in man. These sighs and prayers, which in this golden censer mixed with incense, I thy priest before thee bring, fruits of more pleasing savor from thy seed sown with contrition in his heart, than those which, his own hand menoric, all the trees of paradise could have produced, ere fallen from innocence. Now, therefore, bend thine ear to supplication, hear his sighs, though mute, unskillful with what words to pray. Let me interpret for him, me, his advocate and propitiation, all his works on me, good or not good, engraft. My merit those shall perfect, and for these my death shall pay. Accept me, and in me, from these receive the smell of peace toward mankind. Let him live before thee reconciled, at least his days numbered, though sad, till death his doom, which I to mitigate thus plead, not to reverse, to better life shall yield him, where with me all my redeemed may dwell in joy and bliss, made one with me, as I with thee am one. To whom the Father, without cloud, Serene. All thy request for man, accepted son, obtain. All thy request was my decree. But longer in that paradise to dwell, the law I gave to nature him forbids. Those pure immortal elements that know, no gross, no unharmonious mixture foul, eject him, tainted now, and purge him off as a distemper gross, to air as gross and mortal food, as may dispose him best for dissolution wrought by sin, that first distempered all things, and of incorrupt, corrupted. I, at first, with two fair gifts created him endowed, with happiness and immortality, 
that fondly lost, this other served but to eternize woe. Till I provided death, so death becomes his final remedy. And, after life, tried in sharp tribulation, and refined by faith and faithful works to second life, waked in the renovation of the just, resigns him up with heaven and earth renewed. But let us call to synod all the blessed, through heaven's wide bounds. From them I will not hide my judgments, how with mankind I proceed, as how with peccant angels late they saw, and in their state, though firm, stood more confirmed. He ended, and the sun gave signal high to the bright minister that watched. He blew his trumpet, heard in Oreb since perhaps when God descended, and perhaps once more to sound at general doom. The angelic blast filled all the regions. From their blissful bowers of amaranthine shade, fountain or spring, by the waters of life, where'er they sat in fellowships of joy, the sons of light hasted, resorting to the summons high, and took their seats, till from his throne supreme the Almighty thus pronounced his sovereign will. O sons, like one of us man is become, to know both good and evil, since his taste of that defended fruit. But let him boast his knowledge of good lost, and evil got. Happier had it sufficed him to have known good by itself, and evil not at all. He sorrows now, repents, and prays contrite, my motions in him. Longer than they move, his heart I know, how variable and vain, self-left. Lest therefore his now bolder hand reach also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Dream at least to live forever. To remove him I decree, and send him from the garden forth to till the ground, whence he was taken, fitter soil. Michael, this my behest have thou in charge. Take to thee from among the cherubim thy choice of flaming warriors, lest the fiend, or in behalf of man, or to invade vacant possession, some new trouble raise. Haste thee, and from the paradise of God without remorse drive out the sinful pair, from hallowed ground the unholy, and denounce to them, and to their progeny, from thence perpetual banishment. Yet, lest they faint at the sad sentence rigorously urged, for I behold them softened, and with tears bewailing their excess. All terror hide. If patiently thy bidding they obey, dismiss them not disconsolate. Reveal to Adam what shall come in future days, as I shall thee enlighten. Intermix my covenant in the woman's seed renewed. So send them forth, though sorrowing, yet in peace. And on the east side of the garden place, where entrance up from Eden easiest climbs, cherubic watch and of a sword the flame wide-waving. All approach far off to fright, and guard all passages to the tree of life. Lest paradise a receptacle prove to spirits foul, and all my trees their prey. With whose stolen fruit, man once more to delude, he ceased, and the archangelic power prepared for swift descent. With him the cohort bright of watchful cherubim, four faces each had, like a double Janus all their shapes spangled with eyes more numerous than those of Argus, 
and more wakeful than to drowse, charmed with Arcadian pipe, the pastoral reed of Hermes, or his opiate rod. Meanwhile, to re-salute the world with sacred light, Leucothea waked, and with fresh dews embalmed the earth. When Adam and first matron Eve had ended now their orisons, and found strength added from above, new hope to spring out of despair, joy, but with fear yet linked, which thus to Eve his welcome words renewed. Eve, easily may faith admit, that all the good which we enjoy from heaven descends. But, that from us aught should ascend to heaven so prevalent as to concern the mind of God high blessed, or to incline his will, hard to belief may seem. Yet this will prayer, or one short sigh of human breath, upborne even to the seat of God. For since I sought by prayer the offended deity to appease, kneeled, and before him humbled all my heart, methought I saw him placable and mild, bending his ear. Persuasion in me grew that I was heard with favor. Peace returned home to my breast, and to my memory his promise, that thy seed shall bruise our foe, which, then not minded in dismay, yet now assures me that the bitterness of death is past, and we shall live. Whence hail to thee, Eve, rightly called, mother of all mankind, mother of all things living, since by thee man is to live, and all things live for man. To whom thus Eve, with sad demeanor meek, Ill-worthy I, such title should belong to me, transgressor, who for thee ordained a help, became thy snare. To me reproach, rather, belongs, distrust, and all dispraise. But infinite in pardon was my judge, that I, who first brought death on all, am graced the source of life. Next favorable thou, who highly thus to entitle me vouchsafest, far other name deserving. But the field to labor calls us, now with sweat imposed, though after sleepless night. For see, the morn, all unconcerned with our unrest, begins her rosy progress smiling. Let us forth, I never from thy side henceforth to stray, where'er our day's work lies though now enjoined laborious, till day droop. While here we dwell, what can be toilsome in these pleasant walks? Here let us live, though in fallen state, content. So spake, so wished much humbled Eve, but fate subscribed not. Nature first gave signs, impressed on bird, beast, air, air suddenly eclipsed, after short blush of morn, Nigh in her sight the bird of Jove, stooped from his airy tour, two birds of gayest plume before him drove, down from a hill the beast that reigns in woods, first hunter then, pursued a gentle brace, goodliest of all the forest, heart and hind, direct to the eastern gate was bent their flight. Adam observed, and with his eye the chase pursuing, not unmoved, to Eve thus spake. O Eve, some further change awaits us nigh, which heaven, by these mute signs in nature, shows forerunners of his purpose, or to warn us 
happily too secure of our discharge from penalty, because from death released some days. How long, and what till then our life? Who knows? Or more than this, that we are dust, and thither must return and be no more. Why else this double object in our sight of flight pursued in the air, and o'er the ground, one way the selfsame hour? Why in the east darkness ere day's mid-course, and morning light more orient in yon western cloud, that draws o'er the blue firmament a radiant white, and slow descends with something heavenly fraught? Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.